Hey everyone, welcome to Triple Play Fantasy, the Beyond the Analyst interview series. I'm your host, Zach at FF Tulipa Batman. I am joined today by the wonderful Ariel, aka Trash Sandwiches. No, no, I really should try. Was it Ariel or Ariel? It's Ariel. Ariel. As soon as I said, I was like, mm, it's definitely Ariel. That's okay. I was like, I don't know how to politely correct uh, no. this. I work, <laughs> I work at Disney and I'm just like, yeah, no, it's definitely not the not the princess. It's Ariel. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a lifelong thing, not the princess. <laughs> Why do we say like the letters R-E-L? <laughs> Perfect. Well, welcome to the show. For those of you just tuning in, you missed the first season. So go back and check out those first 30 episodes last year. Uh, we had a lot of great there are great people on there interviewing, and then I am now a handful of episodes into season two, and we will be talking to Ariel about her and not fantasy football takes. So if you're here for fantasy football takes, still stay. You're not going to get them here, but stay, watch, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. But there's plenty of other content on Triple Play Fantasy and everywhere else for your off-season takes, and we appreciate that. But uh, the goal of this podcast is actually get to know our analysts beyond their wonderful takes because we know every single take is correct um so <laughs> so uh ariel how are you doing today i am doing very well thank you it is um a gross spring here in the north country <laughs> i was gonna say it's lovely out it hasn't been lovely out lately but you know um the the glimmer is on the horizon <laughs> <laughs> so I, I live down in florida so it's been summer for like two months so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, we get all that humidity. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I, I, sh- I should have said also, too, that you are a writer and editor for In Between Media, and you're also an editor for Fantasy and Pros. So you are in the fantasy space. How did you get started playing fantasy football? Yeah, I started playing fantasy football with a home league with like a bunch of college buddies. Um, I think I was like filling in a spot for somebody who had dropped out league turnover in between years. And then um stayed in that it got kind of whittled down to the same core group then uh when we kind of had that group solidified somebody said let's do dynasty and i was like okay we're doing dynasty i need to actually like get my crap together not just research like night before the draft and panic pick the entire time blindly um so i started doing that research i was like oh i know all this stuff i'll join another league and then (laughs) it spiraled (laughs) and i joined a lot more leagues over the years (laughs) Can I ask how many leagues you're you're in for potentially this this season? Um, I'm hoping like ten. That's kind of what I was hoping last year. It was maybe ten. more like twelve. Respectable, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> manageable. Yeah, it's it's good. I don't want to do too many. I want to like you know have my leagues feel like I'm involved in them and aware of them all. But um, it's hard to say no. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm really trying to like unless it's a charity league. And I prefer like a best ball charity league or the best charity leagues uh, other than Scott Fishbowl. I'll never say no to Scott Fishbowl. Um, I'm definitely trying to minimize my leagues. Like I'm only in like two, yeah, I think two dynasty leagues. So that's okay. very manageable. And then yeah. everyone else is redraft for best ball. So, cause like you said, you, you want to have fun, which is great, but like, I don't want to be that manager that, oh, I forgot to set a lineup. Oh, I got this injury guy in or like, I like making trades. I like doing waiver wire pickups and, I want to enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. definitely trying to man. I, but yeah, 10, 10 seems respectable. I will just say that waiver wire is the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set all the lineups. Don't make me do waivers. Um, 
but yeah, it's good. And it's hard because I agree. I like, I didn't want to do too many dynasty. And then even still, it was like oh, a good group of people asking me. I can't say no. So, That's the hardest is when it's like a fun league and you're like, I like all you people. I do want to do a league with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I do I do enjoy the waiver wire. I will say that. It, and I, I have to say that I have to be on brand. I do do a waiver wire show for this this team as well as a waiver wire video for um for Fantasy and Frame. So um, I do love the waiver oh, wire. Gonna, and if you ever need help on the waiver wire, you, know, you can always, yeah. always just subscribe and check check it out every Monday night. Oh, I will. <laughs> You're going to be setting my waiver wires indirectly. Ah, that, I, I enjoy it. I have a process. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, so that's great. So you started in college. And then, uh, well, I started after college. It was college after friends. college with the college friends. Okay, so yeah. then you were mentioning you kind of just like got your information right before the draft, and then panic pick. Did that ever work out for you, or like do you have like beginners luck, or was it just a complete cluster? Um, I had maybe some beginners luck. Maybe kind of worked out. I think my first year, I had the number one overall pick. I got Christian McCaffrey, and I think I ended like third in the league. And I was like, oh dang, I got to do this. Um, then, uh, I guess it wasn't the first year that we went to dynasty. The first year I like did not do dynasty properly, but then the next year came back, won it. So felt vindicated. Um, no, I wouldn't say the strategy was super well to blindly panic pick. (laughs) But anyway, the best part of dynasty though, is your, your first year was terrible. You were in a rebuilding year and then you won the championship next year. So it was all part of the plan. It all worked. Yeah. But now I don't know how you feel about, it, but like I I hate now when I have a bad season, especially like in my home league, which I had my worst season ever, finished last place, and I'm like, I do. I mean, I was doing research before I was a content creator, but like I'm now like giving information and like sharing my information. I'm like, I feel terrible when I like blow it in my league, and all of my league makes make fun of me and just give me a hard time. So I, I'm assuming the same thing happens to you as well. I have not really told my home league that I do fantasy football more than like a home league of fantasy football. There's like one or two people that maybe know a little bit. I don't think any of them know to this extent. <laughs> now, have you won that league? Yeah. Multiple times? Uh, only once. But... Okay. That's hilarious. So you're a ringer. They don't even know it. Yeah. They, they don't know it. Uh, they can That's never awesome. find out if you're listening. Tell me and then leave the league. <laughs> S- subscribe and then just forget you ever saw anything exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah no everyone i i also share my content with them i'm like hey, i'll take some clicks from you guys so um no. that does make it funny for way for wire i'm like you guys know exactly who i'm like targeting and my value but i'm like i don't even care like yeah go for it <laughs> i know so that's why i like initially wasn't going to and now i'm just like oh it's too far <laughs> yeah. we're in too deep <laughs> this didn't go to plan uh that's hilarious now what are your hobbies outside of fantasy football yeah, so I am a big crafter. I do a lot of knitting, which is probably no surprise if you've seen my Twitter over a long period of time. Um, I'm not great about posting updates of it, but big crafter, knitting, um, some sewing, embroidery, all kinds of things. I also have a lovely dog who is thankfully sleeping at the moment. Um, so I spend a lot of time with her and, you know, trying to enjoy the great outdoors, at least during the fleeting nice time. <laughs> in the proper seasons yeah exactly not month yeah. season so you got all the crafting when it's cold and then then you can go enjoy outside i am that weird knitter who will knit year round um if i have like a project that inspires me uh i know it's weird and i know it's dumb to be like 80 degree weather with a warm item of clothing on your lap but 
when the creative urge strikes. Hey, wh- whatever makes you happy, that's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what is the, I, I have zero knitting skills. Um, I, I have no shame in saying that I don't I think I've tried it maybe once. Like we do the little arts and crafts kind of things as a kid. It wasn't for me. Um, so I, I respect your, your ability because I know it's not easy to do. What's the largest thing you've ever like knitted and how long did it take? I made one blanket, which you can kind of sort of see in the background there, the one on top. It's like a bunch of bunch of little squares that you then sew together or seam together at the end. Um, that is the biggest. It's a small throat blanket and it took too long, <laughs> like over a year probably. Um, and that I was knitting in summer. I was knitting in Florida. It was brutal. Um, and I just wanted to get it done. I think it did probably take like a year from start to finish. I was not steadily working on it the entire time. I took a lot of breaks, but um, that, and then I made one sweater and I said never again. And then I recently started on a second sweater. So clearly never again was not, (laughs) um, didn't hold there, but uh, this is why I usually knit hats and small items that can be completed in like a week or two. (laughs) Because I've seen your poster, so because you were kind of known for doing hats, especially with like the uh, mm-hmm. team logos on them and stuff like that, or whatever. Yeah. Is, one, but team logos were really popular. Yeah, a lot of team logos, and I love doing those because, like I said, it's short, it's easy. You're like, I start, I finish. There's you know steps in the process that you're like mixing up with different kinds of knitting. Um, knock it out two weeks tops if I'm you know a week if I'm really cruising, but yeah. Well, now, if someone was interested in ordering one of those, where would they go? Yes. Um, you can message me on Twitter. <laughs> um, I do also have more formal channels. Um, if you go to makingstellarthings.com and you can see hat examples, um, you can reach out. I have like an email there that you can contact me through. Um, and if there's any knitters out there and they want to get patterns, you can also get a link to my Etsy page. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a long shot, but it's all good. <laughs> Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. What we'll, we'll the the uh, just some, a new demographic for Triple Play Fantasy will be all the the knitters out there and be like, what happened? Like, it's a good cross section. Put it in the YouTube the SEO tags. That's how you absolutely. do absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You don't think I will, but I definitely. Will. <laughs> I mean, by all means, I'm not going to say no if this helps. <laughs> hey, whatever gets the clicks, you know, as long as it's good will, content. Yeah, I will also say knitting while you watch football, it works really well if you do certain kinds of knitting. So, like, come on, knitting folks, this is this is where you could go. And then once you start watching, you play fantasy football and, and so other a, fantasy sports. It's all downhill or uphill. So you need a knitting fantasy football league. Oh, and you have to finish cool. your project by the end of the season if you want to claim your championship. Okay, okay. I have thoughts. If anyone's interested in this league, hit me up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing another league. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it a best ball. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> you can be in it too, though. You can be like an honorary. This is how we get you back into knitting. <laughs> I'll make it like a little sock, just one sock. For, for my small baby. Baby socks. Baby socks are so easy. Well, I've never made any, but they're very small, right? <laughs> I appreciate your confidence in me already that you think that would be easy just because of the size of the sock, but it's going to be like one size. So- like, it's going to be 2D. Like, it, yeah. you can't put your foot in. Like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. That's fair. A little baby okay. blanket. Yeah, I'll just say, I'll do, do a little square blanket. I'm like, oh, it's for a yeah. baby doll. There you go. Yeah, the baby's baby. Like, it's, it works. 
That counts Perfect. as your project. <laughs> I'll, I'll join the league then. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of fantasy football content, though, smooth transition. Um, I know you love to edit because you do it for a couple different companies. But why do you love editing? Because not everybody is an editor. Mm-hmm. Um, a few different reasons. One is it's almost scientific, which sounds weird to say because I'm totally not a scientific person. Um, but I guess it's very procedural where you're like, I start at the beginning of the article and I make my way through editing and maybe I go back through and edit once more, but it's like, there's a start, there's a finish, you know, when you're done, unless it's like a never ending article, which please don't make me edit those. Um, I mean, if it's like a monthly series, it's fine. Um, it's like procedural. It's satisfying to pick up on the little, I don't want to say typos because people are good writers, but we all have little, little, you know, misstrokes of the keyboard, whatever. Um, and it's kind of satisfying when you find that and you're like, ah, I've saved this. Um, and also it's really nice to like read people's stuff before it goes out. It feels like sneak peek kind of stuff, even though you're like, I'm reading this like three hours before it goes live. So <laughs> I'm not really getting a scoop on anything. Um, but yeah, I like, I like it. It, lets me like read uh works from a lot of different people take in new information like forces me to read other articles not that it's like forcing like it's a good thing um i enjoy it i don't know satisfying now what is the most challenging part though of editing someone else's content yeah um one would be and again i edit for some very wonderful writers i'm not talking about you i promise um Sometimes you read a sentence and you're like, I think I know what they're getting at, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And this wording is funky and you have to like try and get in their mind and rework it. So it like keeps their initial intent and what they're trying to get across as well as like their tone of voice, but like makes it a little easier to understand. Um, so you have to carefully craft things, um, that were like, uh, a lot of times for an article, you do a meta description, you have to like distill something down to like 150 characters. I don't like that. That's really hard to put an entire article into 150 characters. Um, all comes back to the SEO though, so I get it. But yeah, I guess those are some of the big challenges. I'm sure it's never happened before, but it would be pretty funny if someone sent you an article that just was not good enough and you're just like, just send back, try again. <laughs> Oh, um, I will say if I can tell like a short diversion of somebody absolutely my work. Um, I worked at a place where there was a volunteer who um, was very lovely and helpful in certain ways and very unhelpful in other ways. And this person um, had a penchant for taking something that you would put out, which usually the stuff that they're taking is like a quick one-off kind of email communication, not like a well-polished written piece that I am putting forth and had spent time editing and they will print it out and they will red pen it and they will bring it back to you. Um, and that was awful. <laughs> and I never, never want to be that person. <laughs> I've never heard of anybody editing someone else's email, printing it, red penning it and giving it back to them. The worst part is this is a job that I am no longer working in. And I have heard that this person did it again to the person who placed me there a new person and i just feel so bad i want to go in and think i'm so sorry we should have all warned you <laughs> uh, that's epic I've, I've never heard of such a thing yeah i could understand like a piece of content but not an not an email right 
And like, it's one thing if I ask for feedback, if I ask for feedback, by all means, red pen the crap out of it. Like, I want to know where I'm wrong. Um, if I did not ask <laughs> in this kind of situation, keep your thoughts to yourself. If you don't have anything nice to say, right? Yeah, there's a time and a place for editing. Yes, there's a time yeah. and a place for editing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But. Well, <laughs> speaking of content creators, uh, there's a lot of new ones out there. They may need help with editing or not. Uh, or people thinking about starting in the fantasy space. Do you have any advice for those content creators as they first start out or maybe people that might want to get into editing? Yeah, I mean, as with anything, you know, just try it, do it. Like the worst case scenario is that you fail and the stakes are really low. You know what I mean? Like we all want to win our leagues and we all want to give really good advice and we're all trying our best, but we're also all human and it's not life or death. You're not going to cut someone's artery open by like having a fantasy football take that doesn't pan out because there are so many reasons why it could not pan out and it could be like the best process in the world and just something happens. So like, don't be afraid to try and fail. Um, and yeah, I guess like people are really supportive. Reach out to people for help, for questions, for resources. Um, you know, people, at least the people that I have found in this industry by and large are incredibly supportive and they want to help and they want to see other people succeed and thrive. And like, we are all here to uplift each other. So, you know, take advantage of that. Like, you know, do, do things, um, do things that will help everyone succeed, like be a good team player and yeah, be nice to other people. <laughs> it's like, great you know, advice. Yeah. It's, you know, play fair. Yeah. Right. But like, come on, we can all play nicely in the sandbox. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. I mean, I guess everyone talks about how like competitive everything is, but I don't really feel that competitiveness amongst most of the, mm-hmm. the fantasy community. I would say, 90 plus percent are like you said are very supportive they got to where they are because someone else helped them and they're paying it forward to helping the next next group of people that come to them and yeah i i've never come across somebody that's been like a real jerk to you at least in in your dms or in person as long as you're coming to them as a yeah nice polite person too yeah yeah Yeah, exactly and i mean truly like you said like we all started from somewhere everybody even the biggest names people like started from nothing we'll all get there um and yeah you know the the place for competitiveness is in your leagues it doesn't need to be in the world outside of that absolutely this is a reason why we play in leagues like we all have that little bit of competition right (laughs) absolutely (laughs) i want to win every league and i yeah doesn't happen but you want to (laughs) yeah exactly do some friendly (laughs) trash talk it's all good (laughs) absolutely that's the best part of fantasy football, some trash talk. <laughs> True, that's part of why they got me to join. Actually, I was like, can I trash talk? <laughs> and look at you now. Yeah, maybe that's where I got the trash from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's perfect. A trash sandwich is all about trash talking. True, it's true. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, these were very serious questions, but that was the last of my serious questions. Um, so I do have some rapid fire questions if you're game. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Rapid fire questions. Nothing but the best here at Triple Play Fantasy. And I try to theme these to my guests every every time I do an interview. So I know you're all about the good vibes. So this is going to be a good vibes or bad vibes. So if it's something that you like or it's good, I'll see you to go with good vibes. 
If you disagree with it, you don't like it, it's bad. It's going to be bad vibes. Okay. All right? Sounds All right. pretty simple. Pineapple on a pizza, good vibes or bad vibes? Absolutely horrendous vibes. Big no all around. <laughs> all right. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Good vibes or bad vibes? Hot dog's a sandwich. Okay. I'm going to say bad vibes, but it's conceptually. We don't need to break down foods into these small reductive categories. A hot dog can be a hot dog, and maybe it's a sandwich. Maybe I'm copping out of answering this. Um, I like hot dogs, whether they're a sandwich or not. We don't need to make everything fit into our little categories. All right. So hot dogs, good vibes. Hot dogs category is just a vibe. Yes. Hot dogs are great vibes. Categorizing hot dogs as sandwiches, not sandwiches, bad vibes. Fair enough. Now, toilet paper with a roll going going under, is that good vibes or bad vibes? Mm, Bad vibes. Over or bust. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> now, I, I did interview someone last year that was very pro under. I won't say who it was. Pat Fismore. Um, you can check oh. out that that interview. I love Pat. He's he's a wonderful person. Very nice. It was a it was a very fun interview. Um, but he he the did get that one wrong. That one. Yeah. Bad take, yeah. man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now, since you are an editor, the Oxford comma is that good vibes or bad vibes? The Oxford comma is absolutely immaculate vibes. And Seth <laughs> can deal with it. Um, I will say I love the in-between media family. We are great. We are a happy family. Our big point of contention is always around the Oxford comma and those who feel that it is good vibes and its rightful place is there in writing and those who are insistent that we do not use it. That I may have named. Sorry. <laughs> and I didn't know any of this going into it. Um, so I'm sorry for, for already starting up some more. More drama it up. with the okay. IBD family, but yeah, um, maybe I this will ask... help uh, convince on a bigger platform. Continue spreading that this is the right way. I mean, we've now shared it to a lot of people. That's good vibes, so uh, it's got to be a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one for you: playing with kickers in a fantasy football is that good vibes or bad vibes? Good vibes, and I know it's maybe an unpopular opinion. Um, I, in my leagues, enjoy a little chaos, and I think kickers can often bring a little chaos, especially when you have people who vehemently hate them, and it's just kind of funny watching them be annoyed for the entire season, because they have to put one player on their team. Um, also, I don't know, it's fun when you hit on that kicker, and it's fun when you have weird kicker settings that get you really enormous bonuses for no apparent reason. (laughs) I've had these before, I like it. Um. It's just, it adds a little bit more fun. All about fun here in fantasy football. <laughs> exactly. What is your take on kickers? I have to know. Um, I am neutral. I I like a balance. I don't think I want all of my leagues to be all kicker, and I don't think I want all my leagues to be no kicker. I like yeah. kickers here and there. Um, I did get kicker rid of in my, my own league that I'm a commissioner of my home league, but... Um, I have no issue with kickers, um, but I would like the yeah. scoring to be somewhat reasonable yeah. and realistic so that someone can't just win their week because some guy hit three field goals. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I so agree. It's point. a balance of leagues with and without kickers. I don't want them all with kickers. If I'm going to have them, sometimes I like a little chaos with them. But like, yeah, it's not doesn't need to be all or nothing. Sorry, Linda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not anti-kicker hey, at least you didn't I say probably. bad vibes so, yeah yeah no 
no, no. Yeah. It's like a, good vibes. You upset some people by saying that it's good, and then you upset some people by saying it's not bad. So, like, it didn't matter what you said. You're going to upset somebody. You can't please all the people all the time, or however that goes. Yeah. Well, welcome to fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think you did great on my rapid fire questions. I agreed with, I think, almost all of them, if not all of them. So, um, if I agreed with them, then they must have been right. Um, Pineapple pizza? Works. You said it was bad vibes. Yeah, you said. Thank yeah, you. I agreed with you. Yeah. Okay, great, great, great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to check. I didn't. I didn't agree with like disgusting. Like, it's okay, but like, it's not like ideal. Like, I'm not going to order a pineapple yeah. pizza. So to be fair, I don't like pineapple to begin with, and I am weird about <sighs> certain pizzas. So it's like a real bad combination for me. <laughs> I did forget. I remember listening to. I forget what show you were on. You were very particular about the pizzas, oh. and you you've tested oh, a I lot of was- different pizzas. The two-hour tackle dummies pizza special. Yes, yeah, yes. Sorry, I think it's like two and a half hours. Um, it's a it went on so long, and that was take two after we lost the one. Um, yes, we talked a lot about pizzas, and I told the horrible pizza story, which is that, that was the podcast I was remembering. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out the tackle dummy crew, <laughs> getting into it with the pizzas always. There you go. Uh, but that was the last of my questions. So I appreciate you coming on. And I hope everyone enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more. I'm looking forward to that crafting, knitting, uh, league best ball though. Uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll see how my little baby sock turns out. Um, but can you let everyone know where they can find you and all of your great content? Yeah. First, thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. Great time. Um, everybody hit me up for that league. We already have two people, just need a few more. Um, so you can find me obviously on Twitter at trash sandwiches. You can find me over on the in-between media crews doings. Um, I have a monthly column over there and I also have a monthly video series that I co-host, uh, with Scott Munder Difflin, um, called Pulp Fantasy. It's really funny. We have so much fun. Um, so check that out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's where you can find me. Those, those are my things. I'm here on the internet too much. Like all of us. <laughs> Again, welcome to fantasy football. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love the internet. <laughs> it's true. Well, uh, the internet brought us all here together today in general. It's it's great. So thank you, internet. Well, I, yeah. well, thank you for coming on. Again, make sure you follow Ariel at Trash Sandwiches. Um, check out all of her fun knitting stuff as well. Uh, the hats are awesome. I'll make sure to plug all that on here as well when I post this. Um, but this is Triple Play Fantasy. We are part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. Make sure you go ahead, subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. Great way to support the team over here. And thanks again. And have a great one, everybody. And look out for the next episode.